Hello and welcome to the Amateur Skeptics Podcast number 213. I'm your host, Brian, and I respect your pronouns. Joining me this evening, Mac. Good evening, everybody. This week I learned that it is illegal to put Duracells in the same grocery bag with sodium chloride because that's assault and battery. And Ian? <laughs> hey. That's it? That's all you get. After, after what Mac did? Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. I ensure the best has come to come. We're joined by the dumbass himself. A little bit happy to be here. <laughs> little bird and Ernie for us. <laughs> Boy, we got I didn't have a joke for you. Oh, well, I'm disappointed. <laughs> it, we, so, so basically we have to let Max assault and battery joke stand? No, I can Quick, do somebody find too. a new one. <laughs> I, I, can, I can add another one on there. Um, I told Sam a couple days ago, we were having a conversation. I told her I wanted to start the birds on a, on a salad of uh, chopped tomatoes and chopped peppers. And she said, isn't that just salt, salsa? And I said, no, it's pico de gallo. All right. There you go. They're your dad jokes for the week. Yes, they are. <laughs> How's everybody doing? I watched a movie on pot last night. It was great. I'm going to watch everything that way. <laughs> okay. okay. I wasn't sure. That could have gone one of two ways. Either you watched a movie while you were high or you watched a movie about pot, right? Like or a it documentary. Could yeah. Or it could have been both, right? You could have been watching a documentary. Yeah, the original phrasing was I watched a movie on marijuana last night, and that makes it more funny. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, it's good. It's good. Yeah. I'm glad we explained it to you it, because it's been... way funnier. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, like, we, we should explain all our jokes from now on. Yeah, exactly. We, absolutely. So, okay. So, so, Bico de Gallo is a play on words. Um, that type of salsa is actually called Pico de Gallo. Are we still explaining jokes? Yeah, no, please, no, it's good. It's good. <laughs> so sodium chloride. <laughs> listen, listen, just just keep away from the dihydrogen monoxide. Keep that out of, uh, keep those away from your batteries, too. Yeah. All right. I've been baking bread. I, 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 made, I made three different types of bread today. I made a beer and molasses bread. I made a... Um, a, a garlic herb bread and a French lip bread loaf. Ooh. Yeah. Oddly, though, because you initially started off saying something about bacon bread. Bacon uh, bread? Now, yeah. You said you were bacon bread. Baking. Bacon oh, bread. I thought you said we were talking about bacon bread. <laughs> See, now I'm disappointed. Well, actually, that would work. We could make a bacon bread. Yeah, it would work. In fact, all you'd have to do would be to add tomatoes and mayo- and lettuce and mayonnaise to it, and you'd, you'd, you'd have a pre-made BLT. There you go. Add some peppers, and it's a pico de gallo yeah. bread. No. <laughs> All right, Ian, hawk your shit. Okay. Well, I mentioned it the last podcast I was on, but, of course, that time it was all pre-order. Now um, it actually is out there, and you can pick up copies of Divided States of America, Volume 1. All six of my stories set in that universe are in there, along with everyone else's. Um, I think there's 16 stories total, so a third of it is mine. Um, I like my stories. I've been told some of the best writing I've ever done, so All right. I definitely can recommend it. Okay. All right. Uh, hey, Mac, what time is it? I won't do that. You won't Get do that? Else Are you kidding? <laughs> I'm not kidding. Hey, he dumbass. He not himself out like that. I know. Well, apparently not. Wow. Hey, dumbass, what time is it? It is time for Ian and Dumbass's Masturbation Moment, brought to you by my glorious media empire. Yay! 
The Amateur Skeptics present Ian's Masturbation Moment, brought to you by the Dumbass Media Empire. The Dumbass Media Empire, bringing you content that touches people while they touch themselves. Okay. And so, uh, what's this about uh, the the actor who played Thing? <laughs> <laughs> well, this one's kind of a fun one this week. Um, basically, this group did a mock um, horror movie trailer for a um, horror movie called Hand Job Cabin. And, of course, um, it's a fun trailer. The, the um, little blurb is Hand Job Cabin is a movie about a ghost who jerks you off to death. Yeah, and this is, I mean, they got all the creepy elements right until the masturbation scenes where they're, like, ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. And, of course, the line about how no one wants a hand job. I'm sorry, in general, even a bad hand job can be quite enjoyable. <laughs> I, I, the, the problem is, I think they kind of already made this movie. Okay. Uh, I think it was a movie called Idle Hands. <laughs> it's not 100%, but there are elements. <laughs> So, th- so it's just a break dot com. Is break dot com a uh a, 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 what is break dot com? Uh, looks like that they just do odd videos and stuff. It, you know, it, it sounds like just a fun messing around um website. They put stuff on. You know, I guess to take a break is the idea. Yeah, it looks. I think it looks like it's a pretty clear satire site. Oh yeah, but yeah, this is just one of those things you catch. Like, oh my god, this is great. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was really well done. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Yeah, it was funny. All so, right. saw it, thought it was amusing. Might have put it out there. Twisted humor is always good. But we can't really explain it. Yeah. Well, I mean, we're, yeah, we, we well, like even better than the uh, than the uh, ghost blowjob scene from Ghostbusters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, people can go watch that. It, it's it is funny and creepy. I mean, they did a good job. You yeah. know, considering that that ghost blowjob scene from Ghostbusters was actually part of a larger scene that they edited out. I've heard that. Yeah, it it was actually uh, there was actually like a whole thing of his his reason for being in the room and everything else in the uniform. There was a whole scene there, and then they just cut everything except that part. Is the scene available somewhere online? I don't know. I've heard about it though. Hmm. All right. Well, that's that is our shortest masturbating ever. <laughs> that was a quickie. So well, you were the Ian was the one who was talking about it being twisted. It's a good way to get an Indian burn, in my opinion. <laughs> Use lube. Part-time Texas firefighter busted for Facebook post urging shooting of immigrants and then got fired from three jo- three of his jobs. Okay, this one just, it boggles my mind sometimes. Um, what, what, what's worse is that <clears throat> this guy works in my area. The huh. Harris County EMS would be, at least for my work, um, I actually know he doesn't. Not anymore. <laughs> Not anymore. <laughs> so basically, he got he got on Facebook, and he's and he's just that you know basically they 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 put immigrants into corral into into what corrals and let hunters go shoot them. I mean, it's. It, I was talking about um setting up traps for them, and of course it was racist in that pinto beans set up bird feeders with pinto beans, and that will. Um, draw them in and then you have the hunters ready right then to get them. So I know that these lazy immigrants are coming to take your job, um, but this is ridiculous. Although it is interesting since um, the election, um, 
I haven't heard much about the horrible no. caravan. That's no, they stopped talking about it, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that, that went away real quick. Because, I mean, it, it, the whole thing was, was silly and ridiculous from the beginning. Um, and, it was, and it was a distraction that they were using. No, no, no. It was not a political game. Trump's oh. military guy who was setting it all up for Trump clearly said that, that they're not going to use the military as a political playing piece. You know, listen, the guys that they mm-hmm. sent down there, they didn't warn them about the immigrants. They warned them about all the other knuckleheads that were, you know, that heading to the border with their guns. <laughs> yeah. They, they, just like our guy here. That was right, exactly, exactly. what considered more dangerous is all the militant people who were heading down there are ready to start something. Yeah. So the, the guy's name is, do we even care? No, I won't even say his name. He's just, he's a knucklehead. I, I have to ask how, I believe the term you used was knucklehead. How big of a knucklehead do you have to be to publicly post something like this on Facebook and know that you're, know that you're probably putting your job in danger? Well, yeah, in this day and age with, um, with how much stuff goes online, it's amazing people do as much stupid things as they have. How many people over this last year have lost their jobs because they've been openly racist and the people pull out the cameras and take videos? We're, I, I hear about a new one every couple yeah. weeks. And these are people who just don't have common courtesy, common sense, just don't understand that you need to be respectable. You need to be intelligent. You need to hold in your dark side because right now you do that, it's going to be online for everyone to see, and you are going to have your life screwed up. It's People going to be online jobs. forever. I know at least one woman's on the run. I, I haven't actually seen an update on her. If you know what, I think she was the one that harassed two women outside her apartment building who were waiting for AAA to come to fix their car. And one of the women lived in the apartment building. But this woman comes out and is harassing them, telling them, what are you doing here? How dare you here? You and you know, release some um, racial um, stereotypes towards them. The, the, uh, see, even called the police on them. The police show up and they're like, okay, they live here and they went to serve her, uh, suffer harassment after she lost her job and she's vanished. She's on the run now because Damn. of it. It's like, how are these people being so stupid? Because, think- because they're being told that they don't have to be courteous to these people. It's a lack of compassion, yeah. you know? Yeah. yeah, there's also a point here how um, if you're going to be posting stuff online to Facebook or something, know who is able to see it. Well, the other thing, too, Brian, that you're uh, you're not getting to is the fact that these people who are posting these kind of things, these very racist things, they are fine people. They're upstanding citizens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's there's good people on both sides, right? Yeah, and good people on both sides. Exactly. Yeah. Bunch of nationalists. I, I just hope Knucklehead isn't racist. I, you know, I, I don't know the roots mm-hmm. of that. <laughs> that oh, that's stuff like holy cow. Yeah. Actually, is yeah. racist. Well, yeah. my, my family three general gen- generations back was Knucklehead. I take personal offense to that. <laughs> exactly. <right. laughs> uh, oh, you you have uh, the the bone formation in our foreheads that causes our our heads to look like knuckles is oh, uh, something that we are actually proud of. <sighs> Dumbass, do you do you actually have ancestors in Knuckleteria? Okay. <laughs> That's because, uh, all my ancestors are from Knuckleteria. Listen, okay. This this can be this can be taken care of by just having some compassion. I made the joke that these lazy people are coming to take our jobs because they make both they they make you know both arguments right. 
they're, they're, you know, these people are coming across and they're, and they're taking their jobs. And the other argument they make is that they're just sucking off a of welfare. I mean, yeah. how, how many people do you think are here? Are they, are, I mean, are, how many people, how many jobs are we losing to well, these, you know? We, we also know that in general, even illegal aliens pay a considerable amount of taxes. Well, that's the other thing, right? Exactly. So they're, they're, they're not they're here a, They're actually an active, healthy part of our society. I have a friend who believes that uh, immigration is one of the biggest, uh, or he, I think he said the biggest economy-destroying economy uh, things out there. And I'm like, that's really not true. Yeah, it, it's, it's not. the opposite. It's right? not, I, you know, to me, the thing that's amazing is the fact that they they are both simultaneously, you know, unemployed and lazy, but at the same time, working constantly taking all of our jobs exactly that's exactly uh, are there they're like uh schrodinger's hispanics <laughs> right on some sort of a yeah. quantum level they're they're simultaneously employed and unemployed uh, i've seen that meme yes <laughs> but um no and in fact even illegal immigrants are more likely to be law-abiding citizens than um people born in the country because they don't want to get kicked out yeah <laughs> they don't want it they, yeah they, 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 they honestly don't want to they don't want to get caught yeah, yeah. they're already they're, they're, they're very well behaved but here's the other thing the is time. that the, the a lot of these people are are fleeing places like honduras right it, and here and here's a bunch of people that are they, they're still coming to this country with as bad as we're treating them because where they're coming from is still yeah. worse right these people and also within that trump often reveals his true nature in that he claims it's only the illegals he's after, but then he makes it harder to get legally in the country. He, he's already said he's cutting down the amounts of um um what's it called? Well, I can't think of it suddenly. Immigration. Right. That, or, or, no, or, no. no it's, um, it's, it's becoming asking for sanctuary. Sanctuary. There's a yeah. word for that. Oh, okay. There's a word for that. Yeah. It's and brown. I can't think of the word for it. <laughs> I believe Trump's word for it is brown people. But oh, but well. becoming asking for sanctuary through legal means. He's saying, no, no, we're not doing that anymore. We're, we're, you guys aren't, aren't, aren't getting refugee status. Refugee, yeah. They're, uh, they're coming uh, as refugees. He's okay. cutting that down drastically. See, see th there's, where you're, there's where you're confused. Because uh, refugee only applies to people of white skin. Seeking asylum. That's what they're doing. Seeking a, the refugees uh, seeking but, asylum. But asylum um, only applies to people with white skin. Right. Um, if, if, you're, if you have brown skin, you're illegal. But he, he's oh. cut the number down drastically, and he's making it harder for them to get asylum. He's making, you know, adding all this extra stuff to what was a legal way to get into our country. So, yeah, it, it, sure, it, it's about illegal immigration only. Then why are you attacking illegal? Why are you going after the dreamers? Why are you going after all this other stuff that is set up? People who have gone through the system for decades now, decades, they have families, they have all this other stuff, are being told, oh, yeah, by the way, the, the rules and laws have changed. It's now harder for you to um, become a legal citizen, even though you've been working at it all this time and doing everything we've told you to do. We're now making it um, harder for you, and you're most likely not going to get it. And you see, you don't understand, though. <laughs> uh, you, you don't realize how far it's gone, because with this permissive atmosphere prior to the last couple of years, you know that a brown man actually became president by accident. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. You know what's scary, though? I can't is, believe it either. I mean— what Mac is saying is is their attitude, right? It's not a joke. Yeah, yeah, I know. That, oh, that's, yeah. that's, 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 that's that's why I'm kind of taking it to that ridiculous level is because there are people out there that have that, you know. And I I talked to a, a Trump supporter yesterday, 
And her whole logic for how much she liked him was the fact that he shakes things up. Well, he does do that. He, I suppose a, if you're an anarchist, that's a good thing. Yeah. My response was, I like, I like Trump for the fact that Richard Nixon is no longer our most hated president. Right. Our most corrupt president. Yeah, our most corrupt, yeah. So you're saying that if I, as I think about this, as we make the as as Mac, you know, states the uh, the opinions of the other side as a joke. There's an IQ debate, I two Q I two Q debate. Is that what it is? Uh, Intelligent Square debate. Yeah. Um, okay. And I haven't listened to it yet, but is is Trump bad for comedians? <laughs> uh, I have to think that Trump is actually kind of bad for comedians I, because yeah. whatever shit they come up with, he's gonna. He's going to go, no, whatever shit they come up with, he's going to go something more ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, you know, in, you know, five, ten years when Trump's in the past, um, they're going to actually have, he's going to like, damn it, we can't tell good jokes anymore. We forgot how to do humor. <laughs> Trump made it too easy. So, so is my role tonight going to be uh, MAGA's advocate? It does sound, it seem that way, doesn't it? <laughs> I, I guess so. Okay. All right. Let's move on. And so right. Ian is going to tell us about how California is going to arrest you if you use the wrong pronouns. Yeah, this was interesting. I forget how I initially found it out, but it's one of those things I ran across. Oh, it was, I want to camera that. So this is, this is one asshole. of those times where I don't have to beat you up about your sources because you already did the right thing. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so some asshole conservative on Facebook, I don't know. But I, I guess because every so often I look at conservative stuff, Facebook gives me ads for conservatives. So I checked out his page, and he had this whole thing. Uh, he tries to um, – he goes to colleges and tries to show college students how stupid they are if they're um, liberal. And he was trying to t- – talking to this one girl about, you are aware that in California now, if I use the wrong gender pronoun for a person, I can be arrested. And so he was somewhat trying to defend that, but he was – I'm like, okay – First off, the, um, I'd look it up and find out the reality before I started arguing with him. You used the Fox News site for the reality. That was one of the first ones that popped up when I um, looked into it. Because uh, yeah, it's, Fox, it's yeah. fair and balanced. So Fox News, <laughs> their headline is, New California Law Allows Jail Time for Using Wrong Gender Pronoun. Sponsor denies that would happen. And so uh, this law got passed in California that would basically the, the aim was at like um, old folks homes and stuff like that where um, the nursing the homes. people nursing homes and stuff where yeah the people kind of are pushed around a bit and apparently there's a problem there with nursing if a um, person born male identifies as female um, they're being told no no you have to you're male damn it don't, don't try to so you know first off is this really a problem? No, because the actual law, which I, you know, well, okay, hold on. Before you do it, you ought to to give the Fox News spin on this. So basically, if healthcare workers who willingly and repeatedly decline to use a senior's transgender patient preferred name or pronoun, they could face punishment ranging from a fine to jail time under the newly signed law. And, and, And the way that they have written that is true. Right, yeah. but there's a lot of qualifiers that go along with it. Right, that's the whole thing. They, they've ignored a huge, big gap because they went to sound. And that's something. It doesn't even say the average person on the street. But no, that's what they're no, 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 no. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's only healthcare workers. Down the street. Yeah, yeah, it, but it, you, it's you realize that 
the the pers- the people who are watching the Fox News article or reading the Fox News article are going to think automatically that yes, this applies to them. They're, they're not reading the article; they're reading the headline. They'll read the head. <laughs> Honestly, I'm sorry. So you know, wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold general on. Won't get past the headline. Wait, wait. Clarify for me. Um, the article is what is in bold print at the top, right? That, that's the um, headline. Headline. Yeah. That's the headline. <laughs> <laughs> so Shit, it says um this is from the this is from the fox news article it shall be unlawful for a long-term care facility or facility staff to take any of the following actions wholly or partially on the basis of a person's actual or perceived sexual orientation gender identity gender expression or human oh boy I don't have time to read. Uh, I just have time to read the headlines, guys. Yeah, they, they about definitely, AIDS, the bill know, reads. So, so they're, they're the citing. Thing. They are citing from the bill, but what? Right. The, but they're cherry. Just like they do with their Bible, they're cherry picking. Yeah, there, there's a definite slant. But basically, what the, the truth. Bill, yeah, <laughs> what the bill is saying is, if you're in the position where you're taking care of these people, you need to respect their um, gender identity, and if you continuously put them down for it, continuously um, go against what they say, then they can start the process. It's not like right off the bat you're going to be arrested and fined $1,000. It's one of those things, you know, the bill even says, it's repeated. You have to keep doing it. You, you, you know, you'll get a ticket kind of thing, go to court, they'll, they'll brush you off with the slap of the hand, but you come back and you keep coming back, it's like, okay, there's a problem now, you're going to suffer the consequences. But all I'm saying is respect the people. That's yeah. it. It's not saying you have to agree yeah. with it, it's not saying you have to go in and yourself decide to identify differently. It just says if someone's under your care is has a gender identity different than what you're comfortable with, it is not up to you to do anything about it, but to let them ha- be respected and you know do what they need to do. So I don't know why that is so hard. It sounded to me also uh, like well, what was – oh, go ahead. I, I was going to say there's actually a specific term – for when a senior patient has a different gender identity than what their body conforms to. It's dementia. (sighs) I'm I'm having a hard time continuing to mouth this stuff, but (laughs) I'm going to take it to the level I can. So um, what it says here in the PolitiFact is that basically it, it... it's, it sounds to me also like they, they're going after the facility, right? So if the transgression happens in the facility, they'll talk, they'll, they'll, they'll find the facility, not necessarily the person right away, too. It sounds like a person well, can be targeted, but they're going after be, facilities. It could be institutional or it could be ignored in the facility. So, yeah. Right. So, so the, I mean, the first thing that sounds like they're going to do is make sure that the facility is following the law, right? If it's a particular right. person, hopefully the facility will fire them, right, before it goes yep. any further, right? Because they don't want to get fined. You would think. But, no, well, I remember, like, I want to say about 20 years ago, there was, it seems like I bring this stuff all the time. I even bring it up on the podcast. California was doing a um, law that said the schools could not teach negative connotations regarding homosexuality. The conservatives somehow took that and said, oh, the um, schools no longer um, use the words mommy and daddy because those are somehow negative towards homosexual. And it's like, where do you get this stuff from? Yeah. You guys really live on that level of fear? Yes, they do. Yes, they laws, do. Laws regarding respecting people 
somehow get turned twisted and turned into these horrible things that oh they're trying to affect my speech i can't it's like no dude we're trying to say just respect people that are different from you have well, some yeah, compassion so you you and respecting people that are different from you is discriminatory <laughs> oh man oh. so you can't you can't force people to discriminate against themselves or discriminate against them by forcing them to be respectful to people who are different because you know that uh that would overrule our tribalism and you know make us have to accept people who are who are different into our into our tribes and you know and then they're just going to come and take all of the jobs that we don't (laughs) (laughs) so it's funny you should say that because of the fox news here's here's the last paragraph i'll try to read this how can you believe in free speech but think the government can compel people to use certain pronouns when talking to others. He is, he, um, he said on the California, so that's uh, talking about somebody specific. Anyways, but that's the um, last line. How can you believe in Greg free speech Burt. when the, what? Greg Burt from the California Family Council. Ah. So I, how, can I, he, so how can he be for free speech, but against caretakers um, verbally abusing their patients? That is what that is basically what that last line line is should say, right? Yeah, well, it's kind of like all these people say, "I have so many homosexual friends, and I love them all." But God bless. I them. don't think they should have the same rights as the rest of us because bless they're their different. hearts. I've heard. I've heard that. You know, I have homosexual friends, and I love them. But as soon as they hit the butt, you know that next part is going to be some oh, kind yeah. of thing. I want to take their rights away. You know, homosexuality is fine in its place. I mean, if you want a sassy best friend for the heroine of a movie, you've got to go with a homosexual. God. But, <laughs> you know, it's just, it has to be in its place. <laughs> and that, send your hate mail to Mac to... at theamateurskeptics.com. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to go ahead and throw a disclaimer in here. The opinions of Mac... <laughs> Not necessarily the opinions of Mac in this podcast. <laughs> right. The uh, opinions stated by Mac are merely for the subject of illustration and parody <laughs> and do not reflect the actual opinions of that person. The opinions of Mac do not reflect the opinions of the amateur skeptics. <laughs> Please send your hate mail to. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. That one. Though, what's the next one you got here, Ian? Uh, GOP lawmaker Matt Shy oh releases God. Christian manifesto calling for biblical law. Oh, Sharia law. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and basically, that's what it is. So, the, um, this guy, he, he, he's a representative for Washington. Okay, before you state. go on, Mac or Ian, let me just say that when you tell me this, I want you to remember that you're that you are giving me the opinions of an adulterer. Okay. Yeah. It's okay. So go ahead and continue about about how about who should be put to death, be you know who uh, you know well, through yeah. religious law. Go ahead. <laughs> are, are you talking about um, Matt Shy because he's I am. on a divorce and he's yeah. remarried? He's an adulterer. Yeah, he should be put to death. <laughs> so, anyways, he wrote up this four-page Christian manifesto, go, taking stuff from the Bible and detailing the justifying wars on a religious basis including killing all men who do not agree to follow um, the Bible. Killing all men, which means that he gets the women. Is that, is that the deal? 
Well, the, the Bible is a, um, yeah, he actually sounds fresh. He sounds all right. He's in violation of, um, you know, he should be put to death. According to what he just said, he should be put to death. Yeah, he, he, he is divorced over, basically, if you, uh, if you learn about him, his wife basically accused him of abusing him because he was claiming she was his property. Not basically. Not <laughs> she did accuse out, him. Yeah, he was straight out claiming she was his property. Physical and emotional abuse. Yes. Yeah. He, she, claim, she says in her testimony that he wanted her to walk on her on his left side because if he had a sword that you know he would have to draw it from his right side yeah so th- so, so yeah go ahead <laughs> yeah he's, okay. he's definitely a, a very mentally stable individual obviously well apparently he was mentally stable enough to get elected yeah yeah man, mentally stable indi- individuals always release manifestos <laughs> <laughs> yeah but you know obviously um in, in abortions, in same-sex marriage, and if the enemies do not yield to, to everyone, obey biblical law, all males will be killed. That's actually not, uh, I don't think that's actually biblical law. I think that's, uh, I think that actually goes back to the Trojan War. I'm not going to do it personally. I think the government should put these, these homosexuals to death. Because that's small government. <laughs> <laughs> but in, he has a video here, if you want to watch this, he just, he'll defend the rules of law of, of the, his, what he said and the ideas of going to war because it's a moral war. He'll actually go over all the logics of moral war and has, uh, fight and what the justifications are because the Bible tells you all this. Has he? Has anyone talked to him about the possibility that he may be an Islamic extremist <laughs> <laughs> and he just may have checked out the wrong book from the library? <laughs> oh, right. I mean, what I'm sorry. I, I I'm trying to be a MAGA advocate here, but uh, but you can't guy, do it, huh? You can't defend like, this guy. This guy is way off the reservation. <laughs> yeah, he is. He is. Uh, I, I I'm convinced that he is. Uh, he has reached the uh, bottom of the barrel and is excavating. <laughs> so, but you know, these people are healthy for our country, and they're on the right. You know, getting us all on the white right path because we all know that America is a Christian country. I think I think in the video he even goes into defending that idea as well as to why. But you know, we it, you almost said you almost said white path there, and I think yeah, that's pretty much true too. <laughs> <laughs> you know, here's the thing: we're talking about this, but what what we should really be upset about is the French changed the seating arrangement. So that so that Trump and Putin couldn't sit next to each other. <laughs> That's actually pretty shameful. I mean, they're buddies. <laughs> they're best buds. Uh, but no, you're 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 upset about some it, guy's you know, manifesto. I, technically, technically, I I think they should be seated across from each other, <laughs> so Trump can play footsie footsies. Footsies, right? Yeah. <laughs> Except for they, they'd have to keep him from crawling under the table. Yeah. <sighs> okay. Are we ready to move on to something? It's less political, but it's not less shameful. This is messed up. (laughs) So why are Pel... And this is from Slate, too, which is, I guess, more of a liberal paper. But um, I think the content speaks for itself. Why are pelvic exams on unconscious, unconsenting women still uh, part of medical training? So here's something I did not know. That if you're a woman and you end up at a training hospital, and it says um, if you happen to have a gynecological surgery... Um, at a major teaching hospital in the U.S., there is a good chance that after you were given an anesthesia, 
Several medical students used your unconscious body to learn how to perform a pelvic exam. <clears throat> I, I agree with you. That is that is pretty heinous. Why is that only a part of medical training? Why are they? I mean, here's the thing: unconsenting women are being violated. Essentially, is what's happening. Yeah. I mean, this is. Yeah. Uh, I don't understand. Uh, only doctors are being trained to do this. <laughs> Uh, is this an oversight in that uh, they didn't put it on the consent form or what? No, they said they say that. Okay, so at these training hospitals, they they will they will use people to train for different things. And what they're saying is that they they can't possibly put everything that they that they could possibly want you to consent for on the form. And some of the stuff that that they do, I, I don't know that they would require consent. Um, there's a list of other things that they do, but. I think anything that has to do with, I mean, here's the thing. Would you feel the same, would, and, would they feel the same way about there? a prostate exam? You know, I am sure, I'm absolutely convinced that these medical students are asking and they're not being told no. Well, no, if you read the article, it says the medical students are actually scared to say anything. Yeah, because they, they don't want to they, lose they kind their... Of, they themselves kind of know that this is not right. But if they say anything to their teachers who are telling them to do that, it's going to hurt them. So basically, oh, they're, they're asking with their eyes, Ian, and they're not being <laughs> so, told. No. So is, is there something against just uh, telling the woman, okay, this is the procedures that we're going to be practicing on you and, and run them through everything that they're going to be doing to their unconscious body? They're afraid the women will say no. Yep. Yep. If they that's say no, then they say no. Get another woman. Well, that's the thing is that here's the thing is that they, they ask women and a, a, a large portion of them said that, that they would, that they would consent to that, uh, you know, under anesthesia at the, that that they would they would um that would be okay. Um, there's well, some women that, that women, probably most women who are who who'd already signed up for that would consent to uh, something like that. Probably. I mean, the, I mean, the idea is that it's a teaching hospital. They're 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 going to be supervised by doing this, right? Because it's a training thing. I, I and I think that women I think that women would consent to that. Um. So, but here's the unsurprisingly, 100 percent of women say they would prefer to be asked before their pelvis is used as a teaching tool. Right. Well, duh. So and here's the from thing. the well duh category. You know, this this really violates medical tradition in a lot of different ways. Um, you know, they should just be doing pelvic exams on on uh, corpses that have been dug up, like in the <laughs> 1800s. <laughs> cadavers. I mean, cadavers. I think are, are one are one way to do it too, right? I mean that 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 does make sense. Um, now this has been this practice has been banned. In California, Virginia, Hawaii, Illinois, and Oregon, um, and it's been it's the it's been condemned by several medical associations. Um, I don't know if the the AMA hasn't. I wish they. Oh yeah, um, well, yeah. Mac was talking about medical tradition, and uh, I think medical tradition has a long history of having uh, a fuzzy idea of consent, which we're still working through. I that's think that's true. true. Yeah, I think that is true. Well, you know these these female patients are are prone to hysteria and they have to be checked for God. Here's the thing is that when, what if, if, if a woman has, if a woman found out about this, I think they would feel pretty um, disturbed by it. Right. In, in the, in it, what they're supposed to do no harm. Right. Yeah. And they could be harming people by doing this. If somebody, if a woman has been sexually assaulted and then she finds out that this happened to her at one of these hospitals, um, you know, that, that could be, that could be a problematic for her. Um, and I mean, it's it's such an easy thing to say to the person who you're going to be putting under, saying, "All right, 
We're going to be putting under you under, and this, that, and the other thing are the things we're going to be doing to you. Here's the thing, is that if this was men getting prostate, prostate exams while they were unconscious, something would happen about this. Something would be done. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's because men aren't property. Well, that's Mac at the AmateurSkeptics.com. <laughs> are you, is, is the, uh, is the whole thing with me, uh, being the advocate, is it starting to get on your nerves? No, not at all. <laughs> That's because I'm trying to make America great on you again. <laughs> is that what you're trying? Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <sighs> okay. <laughs> anyway, I think this is it. I think this is disgusting and deplorable. And I, and I, and I think that they, I think that they can ask for consent for these things, and I think that they will get enough women to consent that they can, you know, still be able to 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 train yeah. young doctors. And here's the thing: is just like, yeah, Mac, I didn't think you'd give me your stereo, so I just went and stole it, right? Because I didn't think you'd consent. Yeah, you're right. I wouldn't have. <laughs> so I just took it. I think I think that it borders I don't on... mind so much. I don't so mind. I don't mind so much the fact that you took the stereo. I am a little concerned about the fact that you gave me the prostate exam while you were doing it. <laughs> 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 well, you were unconscious. Uh, all right. Uh, I have I had a couple of things under figures for common sense. Um, oh, here Ian added something better. Oh, Ian, I'm glad I'm glad that you looked into this a little bit more thoroughly than I did because I found this and I thought, oh, it was, it was kind of kind of interesting. So. Basically, these guys got together and they had a sign that says, "Basically, if, if the girl would let let them motorboat them, that they would give twenty dollars to uh, cancer awareness." And uh, it seemed consensual to me, and so I didn't seem to have a big problem uh, with yeah, it. Yeah, it was it was completely consensual. If you look at the video and everything, yeah. Um, I th- so uh, after you put it up, I looked at it and you know, um, tried to see the aftermath of it. Yeah, so, so that's that video, was that's what I was more yeah. interested in actually. Yeah, in the video we see them um, get up to over two thousand dollars that they agreed to pay to breast cancer awareness, and then apparently they actually end up um, submitting a check for seven thousand because they include money that would have been gotten for clicks on YouTube, is what they said. Okay. But uh, Breast Cancer Research Foundation rejected the donation because um, they felt it um, was insensitive to the community. Is it though? Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that gets into some interesting. It does. Yeah. If you look up these guys, okay, um, they call themselves the Pickup Artists. Oh God. They have a website on you know the simple pickup is the name of the website, and it's about picking up women. So um, I should move this up to jackasses, is what you're telling me. That, that's what. It's one of the things where what they did was for a good reason. They, they, it was completely consensual. It's not like they were um, forcing the women to let them motorboat. Right. It wasn't a bunch of med students that, you know, they were motorboating, uh, <laughs> motorboating after they uh, anesthetized them, right? And they they did try to do what they said they were going to do and donate them. If this was consensual, I'm not sure I have a problem with it. I don't know what I'm missing. Maybe I need to ask yeah. my wife. Whether or not you necessarily agree with the pickup artist concepts and stuff. Which I don't because generally they're awful. Yeah. What they did, you know, they weren't lying. They weren't um, being disrespectful. They were saying, hey, listen, we're, we're trying to, we've decided to do our own little fundraising. It gets a bit weird, but I I don't have a problem with it myself. But I can see the other side saying yeah. that, wait a moment, 
in what lines of this cross? Is, is this respectful to the overall idea of breast cancer awareness kind of thing? Did you ask Lorelai? Okay. So it does go to some weird places. So let me ask you. Let me ask you this. I'm gonna kind of cut to the heart of it. Um, a lot of women who have had breast cancer don't have their breasts any longer. So do you want to advocate motorboating on women who have lost? Do you want to advocate motorboating to women who have potentially lost? that part of their anatomy. This is where it could be insensitive. Yep. Yeah. So I understand why I understand why the American Breast Cancer Awareness I I can understand why they might have said no to the funds and not not because they didn't want the money but because they don't want to encourage further. Yeah, that's right. yeah, that's probably a reasonable point. At least it wasn't rapey. Right. Yeah. At, least, at least it wasn't part of, you know, at least it at least it wasn't part of the Me Too stuff, right? At least it was consensual. You're okay, Sam. I love you too. <laughs> um, is it okay that I made a? Is it okay that I made a rational point tonight? Yeah, yeah. You can nope. make one. I think Are you're you allowed one. <laughs> yeah, I'll probably edit that out in post. <laughs> All right. Yeah, no, that that. Yeah, I can see where they were coming from. It, I think the the idea was interesting, and I think it was. I mean, you you see them doing it, and it doesn't seem very sexual to me, right? I mean, it's just it's just guys wanting you know, to touch breasts, I guess. Maybe well, that's part of the if problem. You, if you skim through the whole thing, the later on ones were that night, the women are, are wearing full shirts. That's know. true, uh, yeah. When, when at the daytime, it's bikinis. But, uh, you know, obviously as it got colder, as it got later, the women were wearing shirts, and they still motivated with a shirt. Even. Well, that, so, um, my, my concern is, uh, about this uh, that, uh, you know, just uh, occurred to me is that... Um, uh, it, it seems kind of manipulative to tell people, uh, oh, uh, let, let me, uh, do this thing to you, um, because, uh, it'll mean money for charity. You, you feel like, uh, like just, uh, convincing them to do, a a, a thing like that, uh, based on that when they could, ju- they could really just donate as much as they want to charity. Yeah. I'm starting to feel yeah. awkward about this whole situation, well, actually. <laughs> but that part I will defend in the fact that how many companies come out and say, listen, if you buy our crap, we will donate so much for, for each piece of crap to the charity. It's like, yeah, but okay, but, but everyone yeah, the, the no opinion thing, on that. Yeah, the manipulation thing is out there. It's being done left and right. And but here's the thing: is that this was really this was really a ploy by some young guys to touch breasts, right? Yeah. I mean, the, this is actually it is kind of creepy. Actually, when you start breaking it down, you start really thinking about it. Maybe this is not actually. Maybe this is a, a little creepy. Because you don't know that they're, I mean, yeah, it looks like they actually tried to give the money like they were supposed to, but you don't know. This could, the whole thing could just be a con. And it, right, well, it seems, it's, that, I don't know. I don't like it. Yeah, well, I think I don't like um, it. The other thing I was thinking of is um, it would not be a hard thing for other guys to do. It's like, oh, I had right. to yeah, a, this a bunch is, of women yeah, tell them that, hey, if you let me um, fondle you for a bit, I'll donate money. And they have no way to follow up on it. That's right. If you have sex well, with me, I'll give a hundred dollars to you know to some charity. I'll um, give you a million dollars to sleep with your wife. Note further down uh, the article that they also declined funds for from a Las Vegas topless show, or the Susan G. Komen Foundation did. Hmm. Yeah, I think I can't get behind this. I think I think it's a little. Yeah, no, I don't like it. Well, Brian, you're not supposed to get behind it. You're supposed to get in front of it. Yeah, yeah. And bend over slightly. And go burr. There are four types of drunks according to science? Yeah. So, what yeah, is this, this is something that I came across. I came across it uh, actually in a uh, Facebook um, meme. 
that uh, showed the four types of drunks and said, these are the four types of drunk identified by, by science. And I've got to be honest, my first uh, reaction to it was like, bullshit, somebody's just making this up. That would be my first uh, reaction as well. But uh, I, uh, I, I actually looked into it. I read the study, um, got the article here for you. And um, it's, it's actually a really interesting uh, study that it, actual science done that have made these uh, identifications. So what are they? Um, okay, the, uh, the, they've, uh, they put in their, their own names on these, which is one of the things that makes it feel a little bit like a, uh, one of those um, online personality tests. Yeah, because it starts out with a, a Mary Poppins drinker. Right, right. Um, so yeah, uh, the first group, um, and this constitutes about 40% of people, they've named the Ernest, Ernest Hemingway, um, for, uh, basically this is for people who can drink a lot and their personalities don't really change. Okay. Um, then there's the Mary Poppins, uh, who, um, are outgoing types who get sweeter and happier with alcohol. Um, then, uh, they have the nutty professor type, uh, which, uh, natural introverts who shed their inhibitions with special vigor when they drink, showing a flashier and more social side. And lastly, there are the Mr. Hyde, the evil twin drinkers who, um, according to the study, uh, particularly less responsible, less intellectual, more hostile when under the influence of alcohol. So let me ask you this. Does the study take into into uh, consideration like context of situations because I I wonder if 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 you know, like if you're at a a biker bar if if you're more when you drink you're more likely to behave like this but if you're somewhere else you're more likely to behave another way when you're drunk are they sure that it's actual personality types or is it situational well see um uh, they they uh, they didn't take into account situation so much um. Uh, some of it is it's partially self-reported. Well, uh, it's partially self-reported and partially, you know, reported by uh, a person's drinking buddy. So, like, they'd get pairs of people into the study, and they'd have them uh, report uh, changes in mood with alcohol and stuff. And what they did uh, is interesting. I mean, like, of course, there are problems to that approach, but at least it's not uh, completely self uh, self-remembered on that uh, aspect of it. Right, because those would be uh, drunk but, people that are giving you that data. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, so, like, they 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 got a report from from a uh, uh, from uh, maybe not impartial, but but a uh, comp- uh, a, a uh, another person who uh, has observed uh, the person's activities, and they compiled them together, and they actually did like um, statistical analysis on it to figure out uh, groupings of uh, the way people's personalities change and the and the statistical software uh, came up with these identified groupings based on the data and they just put names to them hmm. but you say that, so but situation was not taken into to, to the context no no they're, they're, this was all about how pe- how these people gen generally act when drunk so how many how Brian, often, is, how, is 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 most of your questioning really about the fact that you're primarily a mr Hyde type drinker <laughs> I might be a Mary Poppins, actually. <laughs> uh, Mary Poppins do not miss in a fish tank. Hey, I knew <laughs> what? it was. It was a. It was vomit. It wasn't piss. Oh, uh, you know, I mean, I've uh, commented to people uh, before. Like, I don't get the Mister Hyde type of uh, drinkers. Uh, it, it just seems like if, if alcohol makes you more irritable, why would you do it? it? It seems to me like the biggest 
benefit of drinking alcohol is feeling good. It seems well, but, yeah, but you've got to also look at the possibility that these Mister Hyde type drinkers are looking for a certain release, and their their drinking gives them the opportunity to kind of cut loose with no responsibility. Hmm. Or it's also a possibility that they're not thinking about the uh, consequences at the time, too. Well, there's, I think there's some of that with alcohol in general, right? Yeah, I don't know. It seems, it seems very much like astrology when I read this. <laughs> that it could, that it could, you know, kind of apply to, you know, any. I mean, but it sounds okay. Is there a follow up well, to this? You know, they're, they're, I was, they're, I was, they're the reason. Uh, I don't think there's a follow up, but uh, just the reason that I brought it up is like. Uh, just uh, to show because there's more to it than uh, there, there is more to it than just uh, uh, astrology type of thing. Like I said, they they actually got the reported data from study participants and they uh, used a statistical model to okay. analyze it and to find uh, different uh, points of commonality uh, that are shared. So like um, uh, and people could probably go in and crit- criticize. Uh, their methods, and uh, there's probably a lot of that going on in discussions and everything. But uh, it, it's uh, it, it is uh, pretty interesting research. Yeah, and it, who put who did where where was this published? Uh, let's see here. Uh, published uh, in Addiction Research and Theory. Okay. I I'm 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 kind of concerned about the fact that they named the four types after. I think that was after the... after like pop characters. I think that's the I, Times article that did that, though. It's not the study, right? That's the reporter that this is choice that was. I'll, I'll double check. I'm not, I'm, uh, I think it was the study that actually assigned the names to them. Oh, it was. It is in the study. Boy, I that... think so. I'll double check that right uh, now. There's a link the in the article to the study. Yeah, yeah and I, the study yeah. starts off with searching for Mr. Hyde. Yeah, it five does. Factor approach to carry, characterizing types of drugs. See, that, that, that bothers me, too. I mean, I, I, I don't... I don't you think well, the authors were were a little too uh, free with uh, their uh, wording? Yeah, I think they yeah. do that kind of stuff to appeal to the common man. I I agree that it's it's meant to appeal, but the fact that it's meant to appeal makes me wonder if it if it lacks value in other areas. Well, is mm. it is this peer reviewed mm. in any way, or is it just a published study that somebody did? Has has this, um, has this been looked over and reviewed by by actual professionals? No, but it has been looked over and reviewed by actual drunks. <laughs> right. I'm not a professional, uh, but yeah, I did stay to Holiday Inn Express the last The University night. of Missouri at Columbia. Um, I don't know if Addiction Research and Theory is a peer-reviewed journal or not. I think we should look into this a little bit more. I, I, I I'm I'm not liking. I mean, it seems to me that if this was a that if this was supposed to appeal to their peers. That that's not how the abstract would start. I'm you know, a lot of scientific studies these days are are specifically uh, they, they put they put in stuff to them specifically in order to make headlines because that's how right. You get. Well, that could be too. I'm also a little concerned about the fact that uh, their characterization of the nutty professor type uh, totally ignores the fact that Jerry Lewis actually was the original character, and I see that <laughs> as uh, suspicious. <laughs> Now, is that the is that is that in the study or is that no? The it, they, in the study, they refer to Eddie Murphy and his nutty professor character. This may- um, the the problem is that the type of the type of situation that the type of situation they're referring to is actually more closer to the uh, the Jerry Lewis 
interpretation of the, of the nutty professor. He wouldn't really change much in appearance. He'd just change in personality. And the, the nutty professor was really uh, more of a, a, a watered-down Jekyll and Hyde anyway. The fact that this isn't behind a paywall also makes me um, weirded out by it. I mean, it seems like uh, you know, well, I've, I've gotten a lot of studies that are that uh, I've yeah. managed to get uh, not from a paywall. Yeah, but I mean, if 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 they'd actually peer reviewed this and put some money into it, you would think that they would, that they would be maybe not. Maybe that that's maybe that's not a valid criticism. I think that what they're really looking for is not peer approval or research money so much as you know T-shirt sales where they can sell. You know, I'm a Hemingway T-shirt. <laughs> See, it, and it does kind of look questionable in that way too. I haven't read it. I haven't read all of this though. Um, I don't know. Well, I certainly, I'm certainly not gonna not gonna like go up to bat for that. I don't. I don't know. Like, sure. you could pro- somebody uh, might be able to go through this study and take down its weak points or whatever. It it, uh, it does seem like interesting science that they're doing in any case. It does kind of seem. I mean, well, it, there's it's more to it that I mean, at least they have better pro. Oh. Their protocols aren't that good, actually. That, that's one of my dumbass, problems. Dumbass, that was spoken Ooh. like a true nutty professor drinker. <laughs> <laughs> Let me have a little bit more of this tequila, and I'll get back to you. Inter- okay, I, I mean, a little, it's interesting. I'm a, I'm a little fuzzy on exactly how they uh, compiled the data from the yeah. uh, participants, but uh, they, uh, they seem to have a, a, a fairly valid setup uh, for doing scientific research. This is from 2015. I wonder if anybody else has, has looked at this study, if maybe there's another review of it somewhere else, like scientific medicine or something. Okay. We'll have to take a look. Yeah, it's it, okay. I haven't read, I didn't read it. So, and the Times article doesn't, I mean, very good. It's okay. It seems like it's definitely an article for the web. I bet this isn't in the magazine. <laughs> you know, I, I guess, Brian, I guess the question is, would you rather have, would you rather have us look at five bad articles and miss one good one <laughs> all right you okay okay Let, i think i think it's time to jump to, to the trolley problem right <laughs> so self-driving cars and the trolley problem dumbass take it away oh i missed that that, that, that this was still in here i forgot totally about that it was on the other page <laughs> right, hold on let me open this up this was from uh, our last episode then we never got around to it isn't it yeah because i made you move it because i wanted to read it first and now i've read it Okay, well, why don't you go through the? You, you've read it more recently than I have, so why okay. don't you go through it? So, so basically, what, what's going on here is that it, so uh, this is from MIT uh, Media Labs. They've designed an experiment called the Moral Machine, and what the basically what what they're essentially trying to do is they they are trying to decide how self driving cars should behave in in certain situations, right? So, I mean, essentially, and it is a trolley problem, and they and they draw it out here, you know, that this car, basically, it can't stop, but it can swerve and kill one person, or it can stop and get five. And they've, and they've been asking people, um, you know, they, they've been, you know, basically, is, are they crowdsourcing? I mean, it seems like they're asking, they're asking people um, around the world, pretty much, how, how these cars should act in different situations. And what's interesting about it, is that culturally it's different. Depending on where you are, you answer the problem differently. Um, so cultures with more individualistic cultures are more likely to uh, spare the young. You know, I, I'm, uh, the, there's that one scene from, uh, from uh, the movie um, 
Oh, why can't I remember the movie? Right I'm just thinking of right a good place where they had a whole thing. Oh um, my god. Where <laughs> oh, that was fantastic. <laughs> the demon is really makes the actual trolley. <laughs> yes. Over and over and over again. So they take the guy who can't make a decision and they put him in, in charge of the trolley. He's redriving the trolley. Yep. So what was that? What was that movie with Mil- Will Smith about uh, uh, the um, uh, based on a book? Uh, the uh, the the robot thing. What was that? Uh, AI, artificial, or no, iRobot. No, no, no. Uh, iRobot. iRobot, that's the one, the iRobot, yeah. yes, that scene from iRobot. Uh, where... robot, robot saves him because he has a better chance of survival. Right, and uh, his character's contention was that, oh, you should always save the kid no matter what. So that brings that to mind. Yeah. You know, Ian brought up The Good Place, but there was actually a, uh, there was actually an attempt done to actually create the trolley problem and actually experiment on people. And it was, it was pretty fascinating how it was done. I basically, they set up a remote switching office where the people in question would be either, they were either visiting it or they were going to be training for the job. I think they were set up to be training for the job. And the trained engineer said, look, I need to step out for just a minute. And while he steps out, a problem occurs that they have the opportunity to either hit one switch or, you know, hit a switch and send the train one way toward one person or leave the switch alone and send it toward five workers on the tracks. And uh, it was pretty amazing because people, pretty much most of them froze up. Right. Most of them acted the way that... I can, I can see that. Yeah. Most of them acted the way they thought they were going to get in the least trouble. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. That's why the majority of the research in the past has said you don't make the choice because that way it's not on you. Well, yeah, yeah that's exactly right. You just let what already is about to happen happen, right? Because but if you, if you choose not to decide, you've also made a choice. Sure. So here's the here's the um, the research has found that countries uh, prefer different uh, different preferences differed wildly um, because they also correlate with high cultural and um, economics. For example, participants from culture collectives cultures like China and Japan are less likely to spare the young over the old. Um, perhaps the researcher uh, hypothesized because of a greater emphasis on uh, respecting the elderly. So, so cultural, so those kinds of cultural things made a difference when they when they were surveying them. You know, that's a that's a good point there too, because like um, a lot of us tend to think that. Uh, you know, we want to save the kid because the kid has more future ahead of them, more potential. But that, doesn't right. that kind of write off the uh, um, the older person's contribution to society? Like they they have their own contribution to society, and they shouldn't be it shouldn't be diminished uh, just because they have less time to live. So yeah. So the other one, um, how countries compared in sparing pedestrians over passengers? Well, and then there's then there's a ripple effect from either killing the child or the elder where what happens to that person is going to affect everybody in their life. And thereby, you have no idea what uncounted good or harm you're doing by making one decision or the other. Well, that's true. And I I honestly don't see, based upon the illustration they've got on the top there, why they can't get that card to go sideways and screech through both lanes at the same time. (laughs) Right, just whack them all? Well, it's the only fair way to handle it. 
<laughs> so anyway, so the, if I the mean, car can't stop. Yeah. What what that comes down to is that let God, let God throw them out, right? <laughs> yeah. They do have to decide how these vehicles are going to act in these situations. So you know, and they have to try and predict them ahead of time. Um, and, and that's I'd, difficult I'd to do. Time, rather than spending extra time on figuring out what's going to happen with a runaway one. I'd spend extra time on figuring out how to make the brakes more personally. That'd be my go. So here's the thing: that one of them is a is a is a physical thing that they have to take care of. But but the the software has to be programmed for these situations. They can't they can't just depend on say, well, the brakes are good enough. We we don't have to worry about the rest of it. That's not responsible. No, either. I I agree with you. I I, I do. <laughs> I'm just. Um, I'm just in a certain mode at this point. Yeah, you are. <laughs> I'm in a contrary mode. <laughs> but anyway, so it, the the article is interesting. You kind of got to go through it for specifics. But I mean, essentially, the, the dilemma is here: Are you going to program the car different for every for every country? Is you might have to do that. You, there might not be a uniform way to to write this software. It might actually have to perform differently in in different countries. Yeah, and I mean, like if if um, if these uh, automated cars uh, become a real thing, then I'd imagine a lot of countries will write laws about how they can and can't be programmed. It's a lot of if then else, say, um, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, if they're if they're going to do this, they need to do it right and just program the car to transform and jump over both the baby and the old one. <laughs> it could be done. I've seen it. But it might not be an Autobot. It might be a Decepticon. Well, then we get back to the whole, can't the car just turn sideways and get them both? And I think that whoever bought the self-driving car should be a lot more careful of uh, faction symbols. <laughs> you know, we see people jumping in front of trains. What happens when somebody jumps in front of, a, of an autonomous vehicle? Well, theoretically, you should just stop. Well, you would hope, but, right? If it's going, I mean, but yeah, if it's got enough time, yeah. But if that happens, what is the vehicle supposed to do? Try to stop, right? And swerve I, out of the way? I, I mean, who knows? No, no, well, that's an interesting concept of hit and run for an AI. <laughs> if, if it hits someone, hurts them, okay, well, I better get going again. It's not necessarily they're worried about being in trouble, but they'd be, you know, okay, I, I've hit something, but I'm supposed to be on a mission to do something else, so I'm not going to stop. Yeah, that can't happen. It, they have to be programmed that's, to stop, right? I mean, well, mm-hmm. that, that's an interesting question, though, isn't it? That is a a far more interesting question than uh, than it appears on the surface. Yeah, yeah. You know, it would probably be something like um uh like it would detect uh, a collision, and maybe like the the automated car would stop and be like, "Collision detected. Make sure everything everybody is okay before pressing okay to to keep going or something." I've seen Fifth Element. I know how this works. <laughs> But yeah, but that that causes all sorts of other problems because you know, do you want a car that oh it um hit the curb slightly, it registers that as a hit and now it has to wait for someone to come and um tell it to keep moving to reset it. Well, I mean, like there there there's going to be a passenger, so like he he no, if the car's going to pick up someone, yeah, if if the car's on the way to a pickup and that pickup never arrives, did the car just bump something and and just stop? Mm. And wait for a reset. I mean, I guess ideally, ideally, the uh, the self driving car should contact nine one one if it detects a collision. But then, on the other hand, if it's just a minor collision, like a bump on the uh, a bump on the curb, like you said, we're going to need more cops. Well, you know, we're going to need a be, bigger cop car. It's going to have to be able you know, to tell the difference. If the system is sophisticated enough that it can uh, recognize cars and pedestrians and everything like that. 
it should be able to uh, flag a danger sign when it finds a pedestrian too close to the car and thinks that it might have hit it. All right. So I'm 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 sitting here. There's a flow chart in my mind, thinking, did it scream? No, it's a curb. Mm-hmm. Good one. Yeah, I don't know. That, that's an interesting question. How are they going to deal with that? And they're going to have to, but that's, I mean, that's, so at least they're thinking about it, right? They're, they're, they're already thinking about how, how they're going to deal with this stuff. They have to. Mm-hmm. I see you too. Yeah, oh, I have, I have the, the whole idea, right now. Yeah, the whole idea of AI um, having power like that, it, we're not close to being ready for it. And hopefully it's a few decades off to the point where they will have it dealing with common sense stuff. You think it's decades off? I don't I don't think I agree with you on that. I, I, I don't, don't think, think it's going to be safe yet. That's the thing. I, we'll, this is I mean, we have. I mean yeah. you you say you you're you're talking you're talking about safe there, but um I mean with with all the bad drivers on the road there, <laughs> uh, even even if these cars make decisions that we don't agree with, don't you think uh, that uh, even with like the current uh, programming and technology that they'd be safer on the road than uh, most of the drivers we have out there? I do. At I think the very that, least, yeah, I do. At the very least, you can guarantee that a self-driving car will make a decision that actually makes sense in traffic. <laughs> and that's not something you can promise from a human. And here's the thing is that we have strange laws here in Texas. Like when you turn on your blinker, the other guy, another guy has to cut you off. Yeah. <laughs> and Ian, you were making the point earlier. Yeah, and you were making the point earlier that uh, not taking action uh, has has consequences the same as taking an action, and right. so uh, not putting uh, self-driving cars on the road as early as possible if they're safer than most uh, human drivers. If you can prove they're safer, if you, yeah, that, they already are. They already are. <laughs> that's the thing is that they they already are safer. But dumbass, that uh, was not my point that I made. I was actually Russia's point. You should know that you're Canadian. <laughs> right. Right. Um, so self-driving cars, the trip is real, but it is not. Okay. <laughs> Never mind. I like to use that tagline from AI whenever possible. Oh, no, I think, I think that the, I think they're coming much, much sooner than that. And I think that they, I, I think that their, their track record is already better. And I think that we will all be safer when fewer people are behind the wheel. I, I think that self-driving cars are, and a lot of this is based upon, my my recent purchase of the 2010 Honda Fit, I think they're a lot closer than than decades, just simply because the Fit is some in some ways probably smarter than I am. On these new on these new vehicles, you know, Lexus has been touting their technology that basically, you know, if somebody steps in front of the car, it stops, right? So it is already capable of, you know, it already has these these stop assisting. Technology. So if yeah. somebody stops ahead of you, the car will auto, will already start to stop. Right. Um. And so we're we're seeing that that already is making people safer. So the, these artificial intelligences that they're starting to build into these luxury vehicles are are already you know are, are already better because it can react faster than you can. All I know is that my car knows better than I do how much oil life it has left. Fifty percent. <laughs> yeah. So I think I I don't. It's not decades away. I I don't think so. We'll see. Yep. And when so you're a big part, wrong, <laughs> a big part will be how much people trust them. Well, I don't know. I, you know, just because people doesn't don't trust them doesn't mean that they're not safer statistically, right? Yeah. yeah but, but but Ian's point is that you know 
people will trust them for about two years, and then there's going to be a, a mass outbreak of people picking up sledgehammers. Yeah, I mean, we're going to see stuff like like the traction control, right? That so the the computer assisted tra- traction control. I mean, we see this on these supercars that makes these incredibly unwieldy vehicles manageable because the computer is doing so much of it for right. The computers are. This is the kind of stuff that computers are good at. Yeah. And so it is. And so and so and, we're, and you know and I know you want to say it's Linux, Brian, but and it is Windows. Linux. No, it's it isn't Windows. Windows. It's not Windows. Your BMW has a Linux kernel. <laughs> oh, it's Linux. How, hey, do me a favor. Do me a favor and take your blood pressure real quick. Yeah, yeah exactly. Right. Because I want to see how many points it went up. <laughs> when you said something so stupid. Oh, when I just say the W word. <laughs> yeah, I said sure. All you got to do is say it. And, and Brian. It's Windows Millennium. Oh my God! <laughs> so that's that's a good question. Do you trust a self-driving car with Windows Millennium as its operating system? No, no. <clears throat> uh, of course not. How about Vista? How about Vista? Maybe Vista was not Vista was not as bad as ME. Well, that's true. But I mean, you have to go a long, long distance to get something as bad as ME. No, Red Hat. So Red Hat is the ME of Linux. No. Red Hat is the operating system you should be using. Oh, okay. Red Hat is a great operating system. You want to use Arch Linux? You use Arch Linux. You know what? You want to I, use Gen 2? Use Gen 2. You know, that uh, that new version of Linux that is specifically designed for um, for Old West bank robbers? Black, <laughs> Black Hat Linux? Black Hat. <laughs> Even Azure, right? Microsoft's... You know, cloud is running, like I think it's at least 50% Linux. <laughs> well, you guys know that, that Edge on Windows 10 is is actually Chrome-based. Just to be clear, because I was I didn't call Mac on this uh, during the show, Edge is not based on Chrome. It's based on a fork of the Trident rendering engine from Internet Explorer. Wait, I- I'm sorry. Say what? that again? Windows 10 Edge, the new browser on Windows 10. Let's put it this way: when you put it into, uh, when you when you put it up against softwares that will read the type of browser you have, it will detect as Chrome. <laughs> that, that, but it's not as useful as Chrome. But listen, Edge has failed. Why does Google feel bug me to get Chrome uh, when I go to Gmail on Edge? Then, well, because that's Google bugging you, not not. That, that that that's Google eh, bugging you, not not Edge. Edges edges edges. Well, if it detected as Chrome, then it wouldn't say that, would it? Well, I guess that's true. Google knows that you're not using their browser when you go to. Yeah. Dumbass, you you you. What you fail to understand is that you will be assimilated. Okay. Hey, say good night, everybody. <laughs> We're done. <laughs> good night. <laughs> this is this has been over All for right. like five minutes now. <laughs> another one in the can that's funny if you've made it this far that's an hour of your time you're never getting back but the amateur skeptics appreciate you giving that hour to us if you'd like to tell us how you felt about spending that hour with us let us know at wtf at amateurskeptics.com the amateur skeptics podcast is distributed under a creative commons share alike no derivatives 3.5 license intro music by peter kennel Find more of Peter's music at soundcloud.com forward slash P-K-A-N-O-L. Exit music by OFM. Find more of their music 
at myspace.com forward slash OFMHQ. Artwork for the Amateur Skeptics by Sean Smith Ford. Copyright Shadow Knight Digital Portraiture.